1: Hello everybody, welcome back to another brand new episode of Decoding the Unknown. Today, you've probably seen the length of this video already. We are going absolutely mega deep. This is some 27 pages long or something different. It's the internet's most famous mystery, Cicada or Cicada. Uh, I always said it's Cicada, but then I looked it up in my pronunciation dictionary. And the British man on there tells me that the correct British pronunciation is Cicada. But I always said it's Cicada. So I'm probably going to say it's Cicada because it's long and I don't have to think about it every single time. Uh, thank you to Kevin who put this together. He uh, he, he went deep. He sent me a message afterwards being like, next time something with less encryption, this was really long. And I'm like, you're the one who made it 27 pages, mate. But that's what we're doing. It's Cicada 3301, I guess, 3301, 3301, however you want to say it. Let's jump in. For 11 years, I was a collectibles dealer, which is a same way, way of saying that I worked at a comic book store. I never really had read a comic book before working there ever. I was hired for my expertise with Magic the Gathering. Is that a card game? Whenever I told people what I did for work, they always thought it was the coolest job ever, possibly while saying, F-ing nerd, under their breath. People like, dude you got hired at a comic book store because of your knowledge of magic the gathering it is the nerdiest of nerdiest things that i have ever heard kevin sorry mate people had the false impression that we just sat around reading comics all day but in my 11 years that only happened once and only because we had to check the book to see if it belonged in one of those sealed black bags we used for adult only books adult only comic books oh yeah i guess that is a thing what's it called hentai tentacles and all that stuff weird uh the reality is that like most jobs there was always a mountain of work to do sure a lot of that work was more fun than your average job and i always got a well along well with both owners so it was usually an enjoyable time being there but all the work was also a monotonous nightmare like having to build a database of hundreds of thousands of cards for our online store yeah a friend of mine ran a shop and he had like thousands of different products that he would sell on an internet shop and he was like dude cataloging this all the photographs, the barcodes, that all of this stuff. I was like, "That's out." He's like, "It's a nightmare," and I'm like, it "Sounds like a nightmare." I'm glad I just read scripts on the internet. <laughs> it's less complicated. All I have to deal with is like Kevin delivering me a twelve thousand word piece, and I'm like, "Kevin, when am I going to record this? It's going to take me literally hours." On the morning of january the 31st 2014 i was starting my day at work as normal i would keep an eye on various magic internet forums throughout the day because prices of cards could be extremely volatile so i had to stay up to date i have to say if you're into this kind of card game and stuff this does sound like a pretty fun job what what do you do all day yeah just browse internet forums mate. you know check on the magic the gathering i have no idea about magic the gathering i'm pretty sure it's a card game and people have their own decks of cards and they it's all like pokemon in a way everyone's gonna be like simon it's nothing like pokemon what are you talking about get on with the story where's the cicadas but while it was still january for me in singapore it was now february the first which meant that their midnight pre-release tournaments for the new set born of the gods had already begun at one of these tournaments someone opened a strange card in one of their packs it wasn't a card anyone had seen before but it also wasn't a card from the new set either it wouldn't have been unprecedented for a sorting error like this to happen but this time it was much more unusual printed on the back of the mysterious card was a string of numbers that looked like they had been added on after the initial printing with a typewriter the player in singapore who opens this card posted it online and as soon as we in the state saw it we recognized what the string of digits was it was a phone number with a seattle area code the location of wizards of the coast headquarters if you didn't know or couldn't tell from the context clues they're the people responsible for the card game i and many others called the phone number and we were greeted with a robotic voice reading off a string of numbers. It was one of those really bad old-school robot voices from the early 1990s that could barely pronounce words, so it took a lot of phone calls to get all of the numbers right. Immediately, we searched for websites that could automate the process of decoding the cipher and discovered that the coded message was the text of another unknown magic card. Two weeks later, on February the 13th, Wizards of the Coast's released another cipher. We went through the same process, and it was the official announcement. For a new upcoming set called conspiracy as much as i enjoy seeing youtube ads featuring danny trey playing magic this puzzle was by far their most clever marketing campaign it was a lot of fun and it played right into the conspiracy theme this is really clever marketing because it's like and this is what two, oh no it's not 2014 is way into the internet this kind of feels like i don't know it would it could have worked in the 1990s or whatever because we people would have be posting that a picture of that card online being like oh what is this But it feels like 2014 would be the perfect time for this. Like, long ago that this kind of would be super novel, but not so long ago that the internet was just, like, all over the place. Were my forum viewings not just so centered around my job or hobby, however, perhaps I would have noticed that there was a similar puzzle going on over at 4chan, a complex series of puzzles that, unlike the previous two years, would remain unsolved to this day. After all, today we're talking about the granddaddy of them all, the biggest mystery the internet has ever seen, or at least has ever seen, until the mystery of why the f- people buy NFTs came along. This is the story of Cicada 3301. Yeah, just a riff on NFTs for a moment i i will uh this is right now it's Feb, it's january 2022 nfts been going on for what like a year and they've just become crazy insane in value i'm like oh boy oh boy oh boy get ready for it this is like some bubble this is some crazy bubble some cra- people are going to lose a lot of money and people are going to make a lot of money like the people selling those stuff like now they've made some bank and it's all going to go terribly wrong cicada 3301 2012 this is a quote hello we are looking for highly intelligent individuals to find them we have devised a test there is a message hidden in this image find it and it will lead you on the road to finding us we look forward to meeting the few who will make it all the way through good luck 3301 on january the 4th this message appeared as an image of white text on a plain black backgrounds on the forward slash x message board of 4chan while the section of 4chan you're likely most familiar is forward slash b aka random because it is the part synonymous with anonymous (laughs) nice wordplay 4chan is obviously more than just forward slash b and it uses a whole host of other letters for its various boards and since simon is unlikely a long-time reader of 4chan apologies for not prefacing this by telling you to ignore the slashes and just say the letter when pronouncing god damn it i mean i'm vaguely familiar with 4chan because it comes up a lot in videos usually up to some crazy um but yeah it's that i've never heard people speak about it exactly so okay um anyway well we can do it right from now on anyway x is the paranormal section of 4chan it features a lot of people who think they are mythical beings or have seen ghosts as well as the original home of then who was phone creepypasta meme not familiar with that one though people immediately latched onto this post thinking it was either an alternate reality game or a reenactment tool for some clandestine organization a recruitment tool sorry for some clandestine organization like the nsa um didn't google once hire people through this there was like some thing that they found and it was like some coding test and if you could pass the coding test then they'd give you an interview or something like that i feel like google or one of these like big internet companies did this a few years ago or back in the day. Now, I'm going to be doing a bit of tightrope walking as we move forward. This was a very elaborate series of puzzles, and I want to do them justice by describing them as completely and as accurately as possible. At the same time, I don't want you to get bored and stop listening. You don't want to know what Simon does to writers when they're his precious watch time. It's like, yeah, keep it punchy. Keep it punchy. You got 27 pages here, Kevin. So, And you've already told us about your adventures in Magic the Gathering. So, um careful so i'm going to do my best to fully explain these puzzles and the solutions we know without going to the extreme depth of listing the full sequence of cipher digits and the corresponding string of characters used as a key and other such nonsense if you want that level of detail you can find walkthroughs online but this is neither the time nor the place yeah let's just tell the story that's we're not going to be talking about like super complicated strings of digits and stuff we're telling the story of cicada here as i said people immediately took notice of this post and got to work after all who wouldn't want to be deemed a highly intelligent individual by a random internet stranger the obvious first step was to just open the image inside a text editor indeed at the end of the file was the message tiberius clavidus caesar but spelt weird and with lots of V's instead of U's. says random gibberish whether you know your various types of ciphers or not, and I think it's pretty safe to say that we all do, a quick search revealed that there is a Caesar cipher. Uh, I believe that's where they don't, they just, a Z is an A, and etc throughout the thing it was one of the first ciphers if i'm not mistaken so far the puzzle doesn't seem any more complex than a marketing campaign used to promote a children's card game a Caesar cipher is very basic and there are tools online to do the grunt work for you uh so this should have taken mere seconds to decode the decoded message was an image Im- girl imger? Imger? again it's a website that i use all the time but i'm not sure on the pronunciation of because you just rarely have to say that stuff uh which led to this adorable hunting decoy I'm sure uh, Jen can put this on the screen right now, but it's a picture of a duck which says "Whoops!" just a decoy this way. Looks like you can't guess how to get the. Looks like you can't guess how to get the message out. <laughs> okay. Had I decrypted the first clue only to discover this image, I'd have admittedly been a bit saddened. My first thought would have been that there was another clue hidden deeper within the message, and that this was just a red herring. Fortunately, my second thought would have been that everyone on the internet is lying. So, of course, this was the next real clue, and it's not just a decoy. I mean, look at the bird's wing. Okay. There's clearly, uh, seems to be a message hidden in this image that we need to guess how to figure out. Yeah, there's a weird purple thing on its wing. I'm not sure what that is. So I guess it's the, uh, implying that there's something hidden in there beneath the figures. Feathers. So, I'd again, I guess I'd open that image in a text editor to see if there's another, like, Caesar cipher or something similar buried in the, the the text of the image. I have to say, this is pretty fun, isn't it? <laughs> i like this mystery the first time i read that message though the syntax really bothered me it's not just that the creators of a puzzle designed only for the most intelligent people ended a sentence with a preposition or the fact that they seem to be implying that brute force guessing was ever meant to be in an intended or viable solution to the puzzle maybe simon will disagree but the sentence just feels weird and bad when i said yeah i totally agree when i read that sentence on the thing i think i stumbled over it because it's kind of awkward uh which of course means that it must be another clue this is another puzzle that could have been solved relatively easily in a few minutes on google if you search for stenography programs you would have immediately found one of them called outguess if you were unfamiliar with the word stenography isn't it what court reporters do like when they're typing there it's like some super fast way of typing uh hopefully this won't be confused with the word stenography oh god what are we talking about (laughs) did i oh steganography yeah no i don't know that but stenography is the court reporting thing right okay brilliant work fact boy (laughs) (laughs) You can't even solve the cicada puzzle when it is laid out in front of you. (laughs) Uh, This is the process of hiding messages in text or data. So far, so simple, right? (laughs) Except for me, apparently. Well, it's going to get a bit more complicated now, oh god. Opening the duck image in Outguest revealed the message, Here is a book code. To find the book and more information, go to a random gibberish-looking subreddit. This was followed by a series of numbers. A book code is pretty simple. You get a bunch of number pairs read as line, colon, letter, and just use that to pull a bunch of letters off a page of a book to form a message. It's like cutting letters out of a magazine to write a ransom note. The only question was, what book? Yeah, so I... (laughs) very quickly we're going to move beyond my understanding of like hidden messages and spy stuff which i generally have from making videos on spies but let's say you had like the bible and it was like yeah page so there'd be like a line would be like 40 and then letter would be eight but you'd have to have a page as well so it might be page line letter so it'd be page 300 line 40 letter seven and you'd go to that page you'd go down onto the line then you'd count across from the left to the letter and then you'd be like okay a and you'd write that down but you need to know what the book is in order to decode it codes are cool i find this all very fascinating our intrepid puzzle solvers traveled to the subreddit where they found two images and a bunch more lines of gibberish text that looked like encrypted information the first image was of a welcome mat and the second was a stereogram image aka a magic eye picture that looked like the image of the holy grail yeah so magic is like one of those crazy patterns that you stare at for a while and then a 3d thing pops out at you i love that was like when i was a kid you don't see that that much anymore it was really cool running both of these images through Outguess surprise unsurprisingly revealed two more hidden messages the message in the welcome mat was uh, stated from here on out we will cryptographically sign all messages with this key and then gave the pgp key that they would be signing the messages with PGP stands for the ironically named Pretty Good Privacy, an encryption program that allows users to include a unique and anonymous digital signature. Including in- this includes indisputable identification and incoming information. This means that you can be sure that they were sending the messages. Okay. Regardless, this was one of the most important messages that 3301 would ever send. A major point of confusion and contention in internet mysteries is the inability to authenticate supposed messages from anonymous sources. Copycats and trolls are in no short supply, but this would prevent such scoundrels from muddying the waters for the treasure hunters. The outcast message hidden inside the magic eye of the Holy Grail reads, The key has always been right in front of your eyes. This isn't the quest for the Holy Grail. Stop making it more difficult than it is so a welcome slash introduction message hidden in the welcome mat image a comment about the holy grail hidden inside the holy grail image it's a bit on the nose but i guess they were trying to be cute this is it. I, I think it all works really nicely they've tied it all together really nicely whoever thought about this thought about it a really long time and seems to be quite bright but the message was completely honest, and the key was right in front of their eyes the whole time. The header image was a series of lines and circles that I'm sure our listeners would all immediately have identified as Mayan numerals. Naturally, I know exactly what Mayan numerals look like. The Mayans used a vege symbol number system which uses base 20 instead of the base 10 decimal number system that you're used to the subreddit name appeared to be a mixture of letters and numbers but if it was treated as entirely vigisimal numbers then the minor numerals in the header corresponded to the first several characters of the name of the subreddit if that sounds confusing it's just a equals 10 b equals 11 up to j equals 19. this string of numbers in the subreddit name was the key needed to decrypt the rest of the gibberish text throughout the page once decrypted the text was revealed to be a passage from thomas bulfrin's mythology about king arthur the book cipher had already been given so now that the book was found all that was left to do was cut out the letters the key said and see what was spelled out oh my god i'm already impressed that people have i think okay i'd have maybe got the duck one by looking at the text Thing, uh, the first one. Then I've maybe got the duck one, but at this point i will be like, no, nope, no, I wouldn't have got the modern numeral thing. I definitely wouldn't know they were using base ten, and I definitely wouldn't be able to figure that out. So this is where I would have gone, like, okay, <laughs> the game beat me, and somehow we have like twenty three pages left, which um of people brighter than myself figuring out Cicada thirty three oh one. The message this gave was, call us at telephone number two one four three nine oh nine six oh eight. This number has long since been disconnected, but if you called the number back in 2012, you would be greeted by a robotic voice with the following clue. Very good, you have done well. There are three prime numbers associated with the original final.jpg image. 3301 is one of them. You will have to find the other two. Multiply all three of these numbers together and add a .com to find the next step. Good luck. Goodbye such a polite robot and so encouraging the clue was actually a bit easier than the others this is the this is so elaborate people are like pasting this on different internet forums but now they've gone and got a phone number which i mean it was like you i guess you could get like skype numbers back in the day i mean you still can but could you have done that in like 2012 or were you actually going to get a landline and setting this up and all of that stuff it's impressive um people are making an effort and then buying a domain name impressed this clue was actually a bit easier than the others the only number that appeared in the original message was the 3301 that was given already you could try all sorts of steganography tools or search for hidden layers in photoshop or you could just right click on the image to view image details doing so would reveal that the image was 509 by 503 pixels both of which are prime numbers i would never think to do this i'd be like it's in there somewhere but just to do yes the size of the image in pixels people are so clever <laughs> multiplying those numbers together brought you to a website that had a countdown and long last the first image of the titular cicada running the cicada through guests revealed the message you have done well to come this far patience is a virtue check back at 5 p.m on monday the 9th of january 2012 utc as someone with absolutely zero patience, this would have driven me insane. Fortunately, we live in 2022, so we don't have to play the waiting game. Unfortunately, we had to live through 2016 to 2021 to get here. <laughs> Were those particularly bad years? I mean, I like, would normally be like, yeah, with the COVID, like, ah, oh, 2000 and yet to live through 2019, 2020 and 2021. Ah, oh, what was so bad about those years? But when the time finally came, on the 9th of January 2012, the website updated. Two sets of GPS coordinates... Oh, we're going real world very cool we posted on the website and the hidden message inside the cicada changed to contain 14 total sets of coordinates these locations were all over the world which meant two things the first was that you either needed to live in one of these specific 14 locations or you were going to need to collaborate with people the second was that just got real whoever cicada 3301 was either they had the money to travel all over the world on a whim or they were a worldwide organization that could coordinate not just a captivating event online but across the globe and this event was going offline people quickly went to the locations at each one they found a street pole and on that street pole was a picture of a cicada with a qr code okay it's done being real and it just got virtual again yeah but this is mad cool i'm gonna be so disappointed if it just turns out to be like a recruitment for google or like a new promotion from coca-cola or some but right now i feel like it's one of those things and I, I do, I did see a video about this on YouTube years ago, but I've forgotten almost all of the details. It, it, I, I just hope it's not like Lost, like that TV show Lost, where it's like seven seasons or whatever of, oh my god, this is the greatest mystery ever, and then the ending's like, oh, lame. <laughs> it Don't be like that, Cicada. Don't be like that for my audience. I don't want to betray them like Lost betrayed me. The QR codes led to two different book codes, each with a riddle hinting at what book to apply the code to. The first riddle discovered led to a volume of Encyclopedia Britannica, not coincidentally the one including the entry for Cicada. It was the second riddle solved and honestly not very interesting. The other riddle, however, read as follows. A poem of fading death, named for a king, meant to be read aloud once and vanish. Alas, it could not remain unseen. This riddle refers to a poem, Agrippa, a book of the dead, by science fiction author William Gibson. Didn't William Gibson write? No, no, never mind, never mind vague brain fart there for a minute the book was released in 1992 on 3.5 inch floppy disks and it was programmed to encrypt itself after a single use the disk was also packaged inside an artist's book that was treated with chemicals that would cause the words and images to fade after being exposed to light it's honestly a really cool idea and i'm sure so, sure simon could do a whole video on the poem over on today I found out channel that does sound really cool and it does sound exactly the sort of clickable stuff that we do on today I found out i will look into that kevin while there were two different qr codes with two different riddles and sets of book ciphers they both ended with the same message you've shared too much at this point we want the best not the followers thus the first few there will receive the prize good luck yeah this is the thing this is super interesting this is going to narrow down the field because if people are discussing this online anyone can skip ahead to the point where anyone has shared it like if someone shares that you know that's the qr code then you know there's going to be lots of people competing for it but now by just limiting the pool by just doing it giving the next clue to a limited number of people I guess they've given some give them some codes so they can't pass them on or something like they did with that original um, pretty good privacy thing then this could narrow them down, which could be fun. At this point, I was a bit perturbed. Whoever Cicada was, they seemed to want the best and brightest, those capable of navigating a complicated digital landscape, but only if those people happened to live near one of their 14 very specific real-world locations. I understand wanting to find the people that could solve this on their own, but putting such strict geographical restrictions on it meant that for many, sharing information was a necessity and not something it felt fair to disparage it turns out however that the cicada website had been updated a third time and the final iteration would lead viewers to images of the street post qr codes without having to physically be there. well played yeah also they, they they understand that up until this point people are going to be sharing this stuff online so anyone following along can go and get this information and now they're taking it back online without the geographical restrictions and uh yeah now they're limiting it so that seems this seems to make sense to me so far. Rant aside, once the book cipher was applied to the Agrippa poem, the result was a string of random letters and numbers with a dot onion extension. Isn't that that dark web? Shit? Uh, or like um, isn't this like uh, VPNs and stuff? Dot onions. Th- if this sort of internet mystery is your jam, then you probably know what that already means. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to the dark web. Big brain. Opening a Tor browser, Tor browser, not uh VPNs or whatever, it's Tor, that's right. And going to the Onion link gave the competitors a message to create a new email address on a public free web-based service, Yahoo, Gmail, etc. Enter it on the page and await a message. They recommended doing it with Tor for anonymity. And anonymity, that's a hard word to say. I'm gonna be honest about the email. That was sent out next i don't understand it it was some sort of numeric encryption thing but i can't really decipher what's going on let alone explain it in a semi-palatable way <laughs> this is the thing it's like when you're so lost in something that the explanations that people give online don't make sense to you so you can make it simple enough for me simon to understand it's complicated and it's like i don't know i always feel a bit dumb when i'm reading something online and someone's explaining it and people are like ah oh, thank you i finally understand and i'm like what, <laughs> what are you talking about I'm still so lost. Is there a YouTube video? Suffice to say, it was not It was a very straightforward and complicated cipher, <laughs> with nothing particularly quirky or neat about it. There are only two key parts of the message, aside from the cipher itself. One was that each participant was given a number so as to isolate and exclude any leakers of information. The other we'll get to momentarily, as it seems to directly contradict that intention. Everyone who solved their own numeric puzzle then received a final puzzle. This one was an email containing a MIDI file, which for anyone too young to understand was like, really, really basic. Ele- Electronic music from the 1990s. Before we had MP3s, the only way to download music was in MIDI form, and it was basically a coin toss whether it would be recognisable as the song you wanted or not. Yeah, it was basically just like that's what like a MIDI file sounded like, you know, uh, soundtracks for crap computer games from the 90s. But they were tiny. They were, the, the file sizes were so small because it was just like I don't know data on what note for the speaker to make or something. I don't understand technology, but I remember MIDI files, and I remember them being tiny. While technology has improved since then, it's still a very bare-bones type of audio. Analyzing the MIDI file showed that it had only two tracks, and each track had less than 26 total combinations of pitch and tone length. It was clear that each of these combinations was supposed to present a letter. Each participant received a different MIDI file with a slightly different message. After deciphering the code, okay, so now people can't play together anymore. I mean, I guess you could show people how to decode their own MIDI file? But people aren't gonna i think people would stop sharing that at this point they'll be like we're one of the last people let's uh we're on our own now after deciphering the code the songs were shown to contain a congratulations a list of words unique to each person and complicated instructions on how to send that list of words back to cicada at long last the puzzle had been completed so then what well not so fast we have to examine the re-examine the previous clue for a moment just before we continue with today's podcast quick word from today's fantastic sponsor wondery american history tellers it's a podcast that explores extraordinary events from our nation's past well (laughs) the coffee says our nation obviously i'm not american from uh, america's past and brings them to life the all-new season follows the legendary expedition of meriwether lewis and william clark in 1804 lewis and clark set out into the unknown sounds familiar on a mission to explore the uncharted west and find an all water route to the pacific ocean it was a daring journey with harsh weather dangerous terrain and deadly diseases now we all know their names but how much do we remember about their story lewis and clark mapped out uncharted territories came across indigenous population and discovered previously unknown plants and animals but in order to get to the pacific and back well let's say they came across a lot of challenges didn't they mountain ranges harrowing encounters with grizzlies difficult rapids to navigate and hostile encounters to evade their expedition was more than exploration and science it was about who owns American Northwest, American Territory, American History Tellers investigates how bravery, leadership, and luck help these adventurers overcome impossible odds. As I always say about these podcasts from Wondery, if you've ever listened to a podcast from Wondery, you'll know that they're good. They put a lot of effort into them, and I don't know, I feel like it's one of those brands that has that, you know, good brand association. So, uh, American History Tellers is definitely one to check out. I'm not even American, and I'm like, yeah, I'd like to learn more about that. Why not? It's free! Go to listen to american history tellers lewis and clark on apple Podcasts, amazon music or you can listen ad free by joining wondery plus in the wondery app and now back to the podcast second chances as a quote i know i don't deserve a second chance but this is america and as an american aren't i entitled to one end quote sideshow bob (laughs) being the ivy league educated genius that he is perhaps sideshow bob had a hand in the foundation of cicada i mentioned there were two key pieces of information in the first puzzle to come from the dark website and here is the fur irrelevant part of that email Quote, the encrypted message is a number. Break the decryption key, then come back to the same URL and enter the decrypted message to continue. Each person who has come this far has received a unique message encrypted with a unique key. You are not to collaborate. Sharing your message or key will result in not receiving the next step. There is a second chance to get your own RSA message and key. Follow the numbers.tk hint to find it okay so the message uh says that you will be punished for sharing your message with anyone but it also informs people of a second chance a second chance they would not be aware of unless someone shared the message talk about sending mixed signals that's got to be part of the game right they're doing that on purpose this is a trap the second chance that this referred to goes back to the original website with the cicada image and coordinates. The website was again updated and it seemed to be closed this time. The website was completely blanking and examining the source code showed that it was just so it showed that it just had a header with the name of the URL, the product of the three prime numbers from earlier, and it was and a completely empty body. P- people quickly noticed, however, that the body's source code was completely empty. It wasn't just an empty line followed by the closing of the HTML tags. There was entirely too much empty. It couldn't be viewed normally, but with various tools, it was identified that the body of this page was a long string of spaces and tabs. All you had to do was treat those as ones and zeros, convert the binary to ASCII, and you got a lot of numbers. These numbers corresponded to the image you urls that had been previously on the site showing pictures of the qr code locations around the world (laughs) this is so elaborate okay so now what this feels like a lot of work to get numbers that had previously been on the site anyway but what was anyone supposed to do with them in an an irc chat room presumably full of people who didn't get the memo about no longer being a team exercise were able to solve this riddle some of the original qr codes pointed to the agrippa poem and some pointed to encyclopedia britannica by grouping these numbers by which pointed to which clue then adding the largest number in each group together oh my god people you have way too much time on your hands they found that the number tk was the location of the second chance clue if i'm being honest this feels like it was completely brute force to me i can't find any report or record of a clever way they deciphered this so i feel they just played around with the numbers until they had found the right website honestly it's as good a method as any at this point yeah when it is so wildly elaborate you're finding spaces on a page converting those to Uh, binary converting it to ascii and then multiplying those numbers together and grouping them with the books and then adding them it's like bro that is basically brute force you're basically brute forcing it it's like you know have you ever gone to those escape rooms and you're like oh my god i'm so stuck but it's like well this lock only has like three digits on it so let's just go backwards from 999 and or forwards from 001 and just brute force it (laughs) just like hey guys I'm going to brute force this while you try and figure out the clues and I think I'm not supposed to but sometimes it's sometimes it's easier just to brute force it takes like four or five minutes for a thousand things because you can whip through them real fast if you have pressure on the shackle the dot tk site this clue led to was a painting of a woman in medieval clothing sitting alone in a boat on a river obviously the next step here was to run out guess on the image to see what surprises this kinder egg had inside the message was simple miss round one care for a second chance then there was an image url and another book code it was a strange and it was strange and a bit redundant for the image to open uh to openly link to another image but here's the second picture yeah i feel like we the the outbrain stuff or whatever it was called out outbrain out out guess out guess it's like that feels a little like you did doing the same tricks over and over a little bit But there's also awesome new tricks introduced so yeah anyway there's this image that I'm looking at right now sure it'll go up on the screen thank you Jen this image was a PNG file uh, instead of a JPEG so our guess was not going to work someone would actually have to know what this picture was to identify the book that it was from and by someone we mean Google reverse image search uh, which is now called Google Lens which is even fancier The image did not appear, but a very similar star one did appear in a book called The Marriage of Heaven and Hell by William Blake. Looking further into the book, they did find this image inside so they now had the book and the page needed. If you're unfamiliar with The Marriage of Heaven and Hell, it's probably because there are only nine copies of it known to exist. So to solve the 2012 edition of Cicada 3301, you were intended... You you needed to have access to either a poem, every copy of which was intended to self-destruct, or a book from the 1790s with only nine copies in the world surely there must be a digitized copy of it or like you know like google google books was around back then maybe they had it and also cicada dude's gonna have to get it from somewhere that's this is still very cool though even though the internet had managed to preserve digital copies of these works there we go there is still only one way to describe this bit of a mave further confusing the collaboration matter however was the midi file i mentioned as i said before the file had two audio tracks the second track was their congratulations message but the first was from a poem a song of liberty which is one of the parts of william blake's the marriage of heaven and hell perhaps the creators of this puzzle thought people would need a hint as to where to find the obscure image and wanted to reward further collaboration despite explicitly forbidding it from here the puzzle for the second chance puzzle was the same as the others. A month after this had all begun, a new post was made on the subreddit. This time it was an image of a white text on black backgrounds, just like the image that had started it all on 4chan. Quote, Hello, thus our month long journey ends. For now. Thank you for your dedication and effort. If you were unable to complete the test or did not receive an email, do not despair. There will be more opportunities like this one. Thank you all. 3301. End quote. So, what of the winners? What was their ultimate prize? I'm afraid you'll have to be a little patient because Cicada promised more opportunities like this one. And they delivered on that promise cicada 3301 2013 the obligatory sequel exactly 366 days later on january the 4th 2013 user 3301 once again posted an image on 4chan this year it was posted three times once to x again and this time twice to B. each posting being 24 hours apart much like the beginning and end of last year's puzzle it began with an image of with of simple white text on a black background hello again our search for intelligent individuals now continues the first clue is hidden within this image find it and it will lead you on the road to finding us we look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through good luck 3301 end quote they're not just testing people for intelligence now they're testing people for enormous patience if you were smart enough and you figured all of it out and you had one of these like email codes and then it's like you gotta wait a year I'd be like, I'd just forget about it. I'd probably get some new job. I'd be like, I guess I'm not getting my secret job at the NSA. (laughs) Instead, you know, I'll just go work somewhere else. And then you'd be like, oh my God, are we really going to go through all this again? It was once again time to open up Guess and pull the mask off this Scooby-Doo villain. I sure hope they stop reusing this one same tactic before I run out of goofy analogies to amuse myself with. Inside the image was found to be yet another book code. I guess a whole year wasn't long enough for them to come up with new tricks. Along with the code was this riddle to identify the book. A book whose study is forbidden, once dictated to a beast, to be read once and then destroyed or you shall have no peace look there's absolutely no chance i'm gonna guess what this was but wasn't that that book that wasn't that that was one reading and then it was destroyed but dictated to a beast so it was read out to a beast is it something biblical i don't know or like uh study is forbidden definitely not the bible like some sort of satanism book or something like that i don't know let's carry on (laughs) I had no idea what book this was hinting towards, but it would seem Four Chan figured it out very quickly. I know Simon retains 100% of the information he reads in his script, so I'm sure he can tell you that the oh, it's going to be Alistair Crowley. He, I, I read ahead that it's biographics, and I'm already onto the Satanism and one of the most popular videos we've ever made on one of my channels called Biographics, where we do biographies of famous people from history. Is Alistair Crowley, who was some like occultist? I think he was British dude. Um, he was crazy. He was like, oh, he was into like sex magic and all this weird. Shit. It was really weird. Um, so I'm sure he can tell you which subject of a biographics episode, uh, wrote the book in question. Now that Simon as uh, 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 you're kind of making fun of me, Kevin. You don't think I'd get it. But as soon as I saw biographics, I know what's coming uh now simon has identified that this obviously is pointed towards alistair crowley the book of the law all that was left to do was to apply the book code the code led to a dropbox with a single file 130 megabytes 130 megabyte iso file an iso file is an image of a cd or a dvd and is easily readable. Yeah, I remember ISO files back in the day. Definitely never because I would pirate anything, though. That would be bad and wrong. You could, uh, allegedly, you know, you'd go onto Pirate Bay, you'd download, like, the ISO of a game, and then you'd use... Oh, what was it? Was it called? There was some program that would allow you to emulate... I mean, someone who wasn't me to emulate... (laughs) I'm sure this is so long ago, no one cares. Uh, Emulate the, uh, the disk on the computer, and then you could install it, which was, like... I found this so cool back in the day. I mean not me someone who might be like me uh participants could either burn a copy of the file onto a disc or load it into a virtual disk drive there we go this is all very 2013 isn't it i feel like we're like (laughs) way back when like nowadays do people cds to install things iso files you'd load them up onto a cd now you just download like an executable file or whatever those mac ones are called Simply popping the disk or image into a drive would initiate a boot sequence where the program would display every prime number from 2 to 3301, making pauses at both uh, 1033 and 3301. Adorable. And then finally displaying the message, at giant prime number, the key is all around you. Good luck. It didn't take long to identify that the at sign meant that it was a Twitter handle. Going to the Twitter account, going to the Twitter account, the tweets were a giant dump of hexadecimal code. Initial analysis of this code resulted in nothing, so it was back to the ISO. Examining the disk showed that there were four other files: an MP3 and three files that appeared to be gibberish with file extensions of uh, .00, .13, and .17. The audio file was named 761.mp3 and it was 167 seconds long if you didn't catch that the song length is just the name of the file in reverse so 761.mp3 167 uh 167 seconds long it's all super obvious to me because it's in front of me as text uh i realize if you're listening you might not have gotten that so you're welcome and thank you kevin uh and both numbers are prime once again adorable analyzing the song file and the metadata gives you this message quote the in star emergence parable one billion five hundred and ninety five million two hundred and seventy seven thousand six hundred and forty one like the instar tunneling to the surface we must shed our own circumferences find the divinity within and emerged The people who are able to do this are such big brains. I'm so impressed. I'm like, even when you lead me down the path and tell me exactly what's going on, at every stage I would be stuck. At every stage I'd be like, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. And surprisingly, when I do those escape games, I don't really do them anymore, but we used to go uh, with a couple of friends. And we were really... We'd do well at these. Like, we'd sometimes... I mean, I don't think we ever came, like, number one in the ranks, but we'd often be up there with, like, the top teams. Um, And now... I'm just like wait (laughs) maybe I'm just done (laughs) this is some different level this did not help it was assumed that the Twitter dump was meant to be converted to binary and it was only in hex code because of character limits but the resulting code was not usable in any way a full day went by and the trail seemed to have gone cold then the Twitter account posted another tweet offset zero skip zero call 65 line 988 this gave them the column size for the code which was useful for reasons I don't know The first two parts offset and skip meant that they were intended to start at the beginning and skip nothing i'd have thought this was obvious if someone's already shortening the information for the sake of twitter i wouldn't think there's room to throw random nonsense in there as well but still the resulting code was useless garbage the next step was to take this useless garbage and throw it at the mp3 file using every logic gate possible in the hopes that something readable comes out (laughs) i don't even know what a logic gate is How are you combining this code with an mp3 file? What was the mp3 file? What did it play? And it did. (laughs) Incredible. The the XOR code... uh, Thank you for the pronunciation guide. It's X-O-R, but XOR. Uh, The XOR gate is commonly used in cryptography, and it was the solution here. It just compares the files bit by bit and returns zero if the bits are the same and one if they are different. The resulting file was an image revealing a... Gematria constructed by Circada. I don't know what a gematria is. If you're unfamiliar with gematria, <laughs> yes, thank you, Kevin. Uh, it is a Jewish form of numerology, in which the letters of the Hebrew outfit, uh, um, alphabet are substituted with corresponding numbers, and and words are assigned a value based on the letters. For example, using the Hebrew spelling of Neron Caesar, we would discover a numerical value of six 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 using this image uh using the gematria the gematria caused uh, created by cicada looks a bit imposing at first glance when i saw this image i was pining for the days when the answer to everything was just out guess and book codes if you take a second to break it down though it's pretty simple i've got this thing here it's like a table showing you how it works um this is super weird i thought numerology was like where people are like The number four has positive vibes for you. That kind of bull. But I guess I'm wrong. It's just
0: like codology or something. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
1: The column on the left are the Anglo-Saxon runes written in order. The column in the middle... Jens, throw this up on screen now so people can follow along. The column in the middle are the letters that correspond to those runes the column on the right are the first 29 prime numbers in order the runes are only there to assign an order to the letters and we are not going to need to start reading dead languages to understand these puzzles if we can basically throw that column out so it's just a bunch so that it's just a bunch of numbers assigned to specific letters or groups of letters of note anything uh of note applying the gematria to the Star emergence the song title that shows up in the id4 tag of the mp3 file Guess it's a total of 761, the name of the MP3 file. These, I mean, I understand it, like, in retrospect, even when I don't. Like, it's like, okay, okay, that seems to make sense. But the idea that someone could actually crack this blows my mind. The Gematria had been found, but there was no indication what was, yeah. Uh, what to use it on yet. Naturally, the next step was to run this image through Alkes again. It once again provided a message that was a little too empty, using the same trick to convert the tabs and spaces to binary. A message appeared with an onion link. The dark website it led to simply said web browsers are useless here and had an ASCII art image of a cicada. Participants quickly discovered that web browsers were indeed useless, so they tried a bit of antiquated technology. It still exists, though I don't believe it's used much anymore. But if you were an IT or computer science major in the early 2000s, you'd likely be familiar with a program called Telnet telnet was essentially a way to remotely control or communicate with another computer and it was notable for allowing two-way communication before internet service providers existed my very first online chat was on telnet when I called my friend's computer from mine the whole process took about an hour for us to finally get to work and we ultimately decided that it was extremely slow and stupid and using the phone was much easier (laughs) yeah it's one of those things where it's like this is extremely slow and stupid but it's more like the challenge of getting it set up like uh you know part of the fun that i never took part in of like those iso files and stuff and all of that was like getting it to work back in the day or like getting it you know to work on an xbox or crack in an xbox which obviously i'd never do um you know it wasn't so much the end result it was just more to know that you could and that you could figure it out which is yeah i mean it's kind of exciting but stupid in college, Telnet was a way for me to do my Unix programming homework for my apartment instead of having to go to the computer lab that had the Unix machines. And in 2013, Telnet was a way to call up this Onion site and say hello. And I mean that extremely literally. When the site ex- While the site accepted several different commands, the solution was to simply call it up and type hello. This resulted in another dump of hex code that led to another Onion. The new <laughs> We are so many layers deep. I know I keep saying it. Just so many layers. This new site was pretty boring. All it said was that patience is a virtue. Inspecting the HTML code for the page showed nothing else other than the words, which means come back soon. And this time, there was no room to have hidden message anywhere. So, like the previous year, now it's time to play the waiting game but the waiting game sucks and some of this year's participants weren't having any of it so they tried to telnet into this website as well it was not the correct solution but something much more interesting happens the attempt made the new site spill out an emma spew out an error message that contains the name of the vps or virtual private server that the site was hosted on and now they knew that the site was hosted by a company called linode which meant that somewhere someone at linode had billing information for the person or opera organization behind cicada they also knew that they couldn't just call up and ask for that information perhaps this was just another dead end and the site was immediately taken down after this discovery uh oh someone's onto cicada like if you are this bright and you've gone through this far and you've used like that outguess thing and you've got these ancient books and you're doing all of this stuff the chances are that you're a big brain computer nerd and can probably hack some shit is quite high and look cicada's super smart but you know if you've got a lot of smart people just working on hacking your shit, I mean I feel like I feel like this guy's gonna like they're gonna find a way to get his who was who it like his ISP or his VPS or I don't know whoever like the billing information for the dude somehow someone's gonna like social engineer that stuff like phone up the company and eventually get it done somehow right I don't know let's carry on now they've got a whole other mystery like to dig into though one that is not set up by Cicada unless this is set up by Cicada and it's all part of the game which would be cool when the site reopens it held a simple message you already have everything you need to continue somewhat sometimes one must knock on the sky and listen to the sound good luck if you immediately recognize there's a quote that is a quote from the 2010 movie Tron Legacy maybe you should read a book or something (laughs) I've never seen Tron Legacy. It's got a cool soundtrack though, right? Someone someone recommended me the soundtrack to that and I, I remember enjoying that. Um, but I've never seen the movie because it doesn't seem like my sort of thing. Uh, because it's not from that movie it's an old zen proverb or uh, i mean i guess originally from that movie with the exception of daft Punk's soundtrack ah yeah the soundtrack was by daft punk that's what that's where that's right where it comes up uh that movie was absolutely horrible and shame on you for thinking the writers could have come up with something so profound sounding on their own (laughs) the actual meaning of the proverb is irrelevant for our purposes because the puzzle solvers immediately understood this to mean that they needed to ping the server a ping is when one computer sends a short message to another which is normally then echoed back this is used to test connectivity and latency or lag if you do any online gaming you're probably familiar with the concept as many games have your ping displayed on screen in milliseconds i said that normally when you ping a server it just echoes the message back but in this case it was sending a little something extra as well repeatedly pinging the site and combining the extra bytes it yielded a message containing yet another onion link instead of the organization using a cicada as their logo maybe they should have just used an image of shrek instead because these puzzles have so many layers why does Shrek? D- Is there a Shrek? I've not seen Shrek. I mean, I think I saw the, the first one when I was a kid. What's the deal with Shrek and layers? I don't know.
0: Onions have layers. Ogres have layers. Onions have layers. You get it.
1: This new onion showed GPS coordinates around the world again, but of a much more limited scope. There were only seven sets of coordinates this time, five of which were in the United States. The others were in Moscow and Okinawa. <laughs> okay. These coordinates led to six posters and one blank poll. The posters each had a picture showing a cicada and a phone number with a two-letter access code underneath it. Each phone number ended in either 3301 or 1033, so the seventh poster was never needed. While the last poster was likely torn down by a bystander a puzzle solver who did not want to share the information or public works employees cleaning the city, the phone number was still recovered, by brute force dialing every single possible phone number in America that ended in 1033. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. The poster in Arkansas had a phone number for Colorado, thousands of miles away, so just focusing on Maryland, where the poster should have been, was not going to be enough. Had this not worked, I'm sure they would have moved on to the 3301 phone numbers. The level of dedication people had to these puzzles was staggering. It is definitely curious, however, that the physical locations chosen this time were predominantly in the United States. Could this be a clue as to a centralized location for Cicada? Is it just easier to get anonymous phone numbers here than in other countries? Was this part of the hunt being organized by a lazy intern i don't know there could be many reasons although i feel like yeah with that it is skype you can get numbers you can just buy like phone numbers which is kind of cool i like I, which is, seems totally normal today i guess but back in the day i remember like being impressed by that but uh and you could choose them i think they let you choose numbers um anyway not important but uh it's just cool like this comes at a time when all of this tech was really making this possible i feel Given the sort of attention that the 2012 hunt received, I have a possibly more realistic solution, CCTV. The US government has approximately 15 CCTV cameras for every 100 people. Whoa, I know that's not that much compared to like the UK or something, but that still feels like extraordinarily high number of cameras. Uh, And is the clear worldwide leader on metric of cameras to people? Oh, sh. I really thought it was the UK. UK's famously famously CCTV crazy. There are cameras absolutely everywhere. Wow, I really thought it was the UK. The us has got way more people as well but the us is also absolutely massive and spread out so while that statistic makes it sound like we're under more surveillance than any other countries in a more meaningful way we're under less take the uk for example where they have 7.5 ccp cameras per 100 people there are on average less than 100 people per square square mile in the us versus 700 people per square mile in the uk so we have 15 cameras per square mile to their 52 cameras yeah 52 cameras per square mile that's mental absolutely mental also the uk is really densely populated it turns out that when the people are widely spread out you need a lot more cameras to watch them all and with an average of only 15 cameras per square mile in the united states that leaves a lot more blind spots for people who don't want to be seen Uh, to put up mysterious posters in the middle of the night this part is entirely personal conjecture of course and if you have a better idea as to why a supposedly worldwide organization would choose to do this almost entirely in the united states after going fully global the first time i highly encourage you to get in the comments and let me know it's also good for my engagements if you're listening to this as a podcast you can't do that but uh maybe leave me a review instead that would be nice five stars hey why not let you here. what are we a good hour into this absolute beast of an episode you're probably having a good time otherwise you'd have left wouldn't you Or maybe you're just like i just just got stuck on a really long drive and it's dangerous to skip ahead now okay getting back on track at long last that gematria from several steps ago finally mattered while the phone numbers had an access code uh printed they did not want some random person walking by to call and get their top secret message so the code was not as simple as just typing the numbers in on your phone's keypad first the letters had to be converted to a four digit pin number using the Demetria obtained earlier once the pin number was entered the robotic voice on the other end would read off some more hex code as well as which of the thus far unused files on the original iso it was to be applied to yeah you would not want some random kid walking down the street calling the numbering in their hands on that sweet sweet cryptography It's a good thing it was guarded more closely than the QR codes from the previous year. Doing some more nerd to this hex code gave the participants from each location a different onion that contained, you guessed it, more computer code. (laughs) I'd love to know how many layers deep we are right now. It's gotta be like… 20 right? This time it was different, however. If you recall, the real-world portion of the 2012 challenge was when Cicada started to discourage cooperation and sharing of information. This time, however, the code reorganized as being in SSSS format, which stands for shamir's secret sharing scheme it's a clever way of breaking up secret information with a group of people so that no one can access the secret without the help of others but also not all of the pieces are required to recover the information in this case only five of the seven pieces would be needed so this is like a safe with two or three keys right you know where it's like you can only open it if you've got all three keys or two out of three keys or something like that because uh you know so if you've got something that both people share inside the safe okay so it's like a digital version of that clever but in this case only five of the seven pieces would be needed the puzzle creators likely assumed that at least one of the posters would be lost or stolen and did not take into consideration the tenacity of those involved in the search to dial every phone in america until they found the right one after sharing their bits of not every phone but every phone that could end in those last four digits which is still like an extraordinary number of bones after sharing their bits of data they were confronted with an onion link of course they were (laughs) kevin's literal next thing is of course they were uh the link was different however the website revealed no cryptic clues or hidden messages this time it was a test there is no truth The final leg of this journey was a literal test. 19 questions. I know this isn't the final leg, because look how many pages are left in this bloody thing already been here for ages. But I'm having a great time. I'm loving this mystery. 19 questions with a time limit of 5 minutes. It was a combination of 14 multiple-choice questions, 13 of which had the same possible answers, and 5 open-ended questions. The test is fascinating, however, because the choice of questions gives a lot of insight into the organization, their beliefs, and what they're looking for. Some of the questions are strictly mathematical or scientific. They are presumably there because, as in the previous year's tests, they wanted the best, not the followers, and wanted to weed out those who were simply follow the puzzle online and found the onion being shared beyond these however were a number of philosophical questions the 19 questions were displayed to each tester in a different order as well as a prompt for them to enter their email address since the tests were in a random order however you could very well have plugged the onion into your Tor browser and been greeted with the following page good luck simon <laughs> okay so it's this um, we'll put it up on the screen now i'll also read it it's like a tour address and then it says question there is no truth answer and then there's eight multiple choices true false indeterminate, meaningless self-preferential game rule strange loop none of the above i don't know this is uh, uh, what am i supposed to click here there is this set of eight responses was the same for all but one of the multiple choice questions and that's a hell of a philosophical question to be saddled with out of nowhere of note is that this and many of the questions that followed are very similar to questions supposedly asked by Google in interviews for key positions within the company the abstractness of the questions can purportedly be used to determine an applicant's personality and type so can a five-minute conversation but I guess that's just not how interviews work anymore the questions in this style were what you are is more important than what you do you cannot step in the same river twice observation changes the things being the thing being observed the sentence is false i am the voice asterix inside my head you are you undoubtedly just thought i don't have a voice inside my head that is the voice the question is referring to i am the voice inside my head this is so confusing <laughs> Disregarding color blindness, any arbitrary color looks the same to all people. If A is not true, then it must be people who only study material after a test do better than those who do not study at all. Grass is only green to endure a relationship between the grass, the light, and your mind all things are true we get hundreds of millions of sensations coming into our minds at any moment our brain cannot process them all so it categorizes these signals according to our belief systems this is why we find evidence to support our beliefs and rarely notice evidence to the contrary and one equals zero point nine 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 repeating oh my god i'm just like these are the sort of things that companies ask at interviews it's good that i don't have to do interviews anymore because nowadays i'll be like uh <laughs> never mind i'm leaving thank you for your time that is quite an array of questions. These aren't really even questions. They're just statements. The last question, for example, is demonstrably true. I know of a multiple of mathematical proofs that show 0.999 repeating does in fact equal 1. However, we cannot step in the same river twice. It's a much more philosophical question and an extension of the ship of Theseus thought experiment. Okay, so I know the Th- ship of Theseus is uh, whether the... Is that the one where i say i know like i'm 100 percent confident but i'm pretty sure i imagine kevin's going to explain this in a second but i want to show how smart i am of <laughs> theseus is where it's like if you say there's a boat there's a ship and one of the boards is rotten and you replace the board with a new board and then over time all of the boards are rotten and they've all been replaced with new boards is that still the original same ship right so how does we cannot step in the same river twice relate to that because the rivers fundamentally changed by the next time we step in it but then it's like how do you define the river i'm getting confused i'm confusing myself uh obligatory plug here for a top tens video oh thanks kevin on the top 10 for most famous thought experiments Ah, while i would argue that at least half these questions have a definitive correct answer i suspect it's not nearly so simple in the minds of whoever created this test ah i'm sorry i'm so stupid i guess these are all of the questions and then The answers are the ones from the previous things like true false indeterminate meaningless self referential game rule strange loop none of the above okay this is so confusing all right let's just move on hopefully we'll get some explanations because i'm too dim to provide them on my own the other multiple choice question is another one that i would argue is scientific but there's no way to know for sure how they meant it quote two people are standing by a lake one says there's a lovely that's a lovely reflection in the water the other says I see no reflection but it's a fascinating assortment of fish plants and rock within the water which one is lying (laughs) well the guy who says he doesn't see the reflection right I mean he you'd see the reflection and the stuff underneath right if you looked the choices for this question are obviously one the other both or neither well they might not be lying so I'd say neither because what maybe some guy just doesn't look at the reflection he's like just looking beneath him. he's ignoring the reflection unintentionally so he could be lying but it uh, but he might I don't know oh my God regardless of how they meant this or any of the multiple choice questions there is always the chance that someone could blindly stumble into the correct answers and that brings us to the open-ended questions remember there was a time limit so doing outside research on these questions was not a realistic option here they are the mathematical operation known as addition is modeled after what no idea explain in your own words what mathematical principle is relied upon for the security of shamir's secret sharing scheme (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that's the one with the keys in the safe i'll be like there's a there's a safe with keys is that a mathematical principle what does the word it refer to in the following sentence it is dark outside oh my god that is so big Bray. it's like almost is it phyllis it is dark outside what is dark outside it nature um everything the world in the programming language of your choice write a function that returns a function in the programming language of your choice write a function that returns a function that returns the value of 3301 well i know no programming languages so I'm, I'm i'm out i'm out and finally my favorite question on the entire test and one that would have made me thought this was 2016 written in 2016 and not 2013. name the similarities between reality and the concept of newsfeed on facebook <laughs> Uh, limited. I suspect leaving this question blank would have been perfectly acceptable, as I see no similarities between Facebook's newsfeed and reality. Once the tests were submitted, anyone whose test answers were deemed suitable received an email instructing them to build a web server capable of performing a series of specific instructions. They were given until fe- until February 2013. 3rd uh, sorry to complete this task and the date of february and on the date of february the third nothing happened nor for the next day it wasn't until the two few, uh, a full two weeks later undoubtedly an eternity for the people who'd submitted their programs that the servers were finally pinged a log from one of the servers shows cicada connecting to it testing all the functions and demanding they were implemented then logging off the whole thing took exactly three and a half minutes a fact that i can only imagine made the two-week wait time infuriating and so concluded the final test of 2013. Don't despair because this isn't the end of the story of Cicada 3301. I know. <laughs> Big lot of script remaining. Uh, it was the last thing, but it was the last thing anyone would know until 2014. Or it was the last uh, thing that anyone was supposed to know. Ah, yes, the side quest of uh, finding out who Cicada is in the, like, not the real world, but, like, you know what I mean, like, on the side. The side quest. The leaked email. If you haven't figured it out by now the participants in the last two years of puzzle solving haven't been particularly good at keeping secrets while much of the information i've discussed with you thus far was public information some of the pieces from the end were reports from supposed winners and it was all considered unverified information for the first few years these were things that were not meant to be shared but given the extensive detail now available on literally every part of this it is clear that they just couldn't keep their mouths shut so what happened to the winners each year in 2012 there was a leaked email from one of the supposed winners as best I understand it they changed some of the wording and punctuation on the assumption that every winner had received a slightly different message in order to identify any leakers but by editing it the PGP signatures were signature was removed so that it was no longer verifiable as an authentic cicada message here is that leaked email with the punctuation cleaned up so simon doesn't have to struggle to read it um i would assume if i was this guy cicada sending this out i wouldn't just change the punctuation and make that a bit weird i'll just rephrase things like because i'd assume people would think about the punctuation thing but then to make it 100 you know identifiable it'd be like just use different words occasionally different words occasionally different sentence structures for the number of different people although it depends how many people are emailing right although given the amount of time that this dude's clearly spent on this He seems totally okay with that. Okay, here's the email. Big quote. Do not share this information. Congratulations. Your testing has finally come to an end. We hope you have enjoyed the vacation over the last few weeks. You'll be very busy now, should you choose to join us. There are two final steps, although there won't be any hidden clues or secret messages or physical treasure hunts. The first of these is only honesty. We have always been honest with you, and we shall continue to be honest with you. And we expect you to be honest with us in return. You've all wondered who we are. And so we shall now tell you. We are an international group. We have no name. We have no symbol. We have no membership rosters. We do not have a public website. We do not advertise ourselves. We are a group of individuals who have proven ourselves, much like you have, by completing the recruitment contest. We are now we are drawn together by common beliefs. The careful reading of the texts used in this contest in this contest would reveal some of these beliefs that tyranny and oppression of any kind must end that censorship is wrong and that privacy is an inalienable right we're not a hacker group nor are we a juarez group we do not engage in illegal activity nor do our members if you are engaged in illegal activity we ask that you cease any and all illegal activities or decline membership at this time we will not ask you questions if you decline however if you lie to us we will find out You are undoubtedly wondering what it is that we do. We are much like a think tank in that our primary focus is on researching and developing techniques to aid the ideas we advocate. Liberty, privacy, security. You have undoubtedly heard of a few of our past projects, and if you choose to accept membership, we are happy to have you on board to help with future projects. Please answer the next few questions and send your encrypted responses to c1231507051321 at gmail.com. Uh, notes like asterisks so do you believe that every human being has a right to privacy and anonymity and is within their legal rights to use tools that help maintain privacy i.e cash strong encryption anonymity software etc do you believe that information should be free do you believe that censorship harms humanity we look forward to hearing from you 3301 when this email was first leaked what do we know the uh, end quote do we know that this is a uh, real email because Someone could have just made this up and say, yeah, I was a finalist, blah, blah, blah. It does feel very cicadery, y but uh, do we know for sure? When this email was first leaked, it sparked a lot of controversy. On the one hand, it couldn't be verified as an authentic message from Cicada. On the other hand, it was being vouched for by people who were known to have solved the puzzle. From everything we've just experienced going through those two years of puzzles, it certainly seems believable that this could have been the real email. But there was still lingering doubt due to the lack of PGP signature. (laughs) that's the pretty good privacy thing that we discussed right in the beginning that uh meant that all of these emails could be identified as coming from cicada so we know for sure but it was taken away because of the change of formatting sorry to all the skeptics out there but this email was genuine Okay, in 2013, the winners were re- received the same email. In 2014, one of those previous winners uploaded their message, complete with the PGP signature, to Pastebin, and then told nobody about it. It was discovered by someone on a hacker forum in 2016, and then rediscovered by a redditor in 2019. Somehow, it wasn't until 2021 that someone again rediscovered it and made enough noise for people to actually pay attention to the fact that there was confirmation of the veracity of this message unfortunately this was a manifesto not a dossier people now people had irrefutable proof of what cicada stood for and was and an extremely vague idea of what they did but were no closer to identifying any members who who they were where they where they were and why they had to operate in such clandestine well ways is still a mystery it's not like tyranny is bad or a right to privacy is good or exactly controversial ideas that can only be whispered in the shadows especially when they are so adamant that illegal activities should not be tolerated yeah I mean like I absolutely think people should have privacy (laughs) it's like a fundamental right and also, uh, yeah, people shouldn't be doing illegal shit. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's not particularly controversial. I think these are nice principles. One more interesting bit about the leaked email, however, is exactly how it was leaked. I mentioned that I cleaned up the punctuation a bit for Simon, but I actually used the 2013 email, which was identical except for the email instructions. The leaked email from 2012, however, opened with this little bit of text. 3301 Cicada. This has been modified from your original text in order to remove your uber-secret OHD4Y identification signature. If you think it belongs to any particular applicant it does not and you do know what i mean you mad question mark um okie dokie there was also a begin fu and end fu on either side of the leaked text that all seems a little childish and vindictive and oh wait there's more text added at the end of the leak we look forward to hearing from you anonymous cicada may have forgotten that they weren't the only organization on the internet that believes in privacy and free information was this message truly from anonymous they don't use fancy verified signatures so who can say considering the leaker of this email made it to the end of the puzzle and definitely uh types like someone from 4chan i'd say the probability is pretty high they don't use fancy verified signatures so who can say perhaps they leaked this because while the groups had similar ideals anonymous didn't like the elitist tone of the search the disparaging of collaboration or the sense that cicada was born out of privilege and status rather than memes and lulls or perhaps or maybe they didn't like that the group was using a lame symbol like a stupid insect of something uh, instead of something cool like the visage the visage 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 of a convicted terrorist i was really hoping this was going to lead to some badass internet turf war between anonymous and cicada especially given the implication that this email was not leaked by a particular applicant but rather stolen from cicada's server however since anonymous did not release a massive dump of information about cicada this was likely just a boast and the message really was leaked by an individual sadly this potential rivalry is one more loose end still waiting to be tied up liber primus on january the 4th 2014 people on the internet once again gathered and prepared for the next round of cicada puzzles a few fake puzzles appeared but nothing verified from cicada so was it over the day ended with nothing but charlatans and disappointments. but the very next day the same thing happened again Lame. On January the 6th, however, the Twitter account used in the 2013 puzzle suddenly tweeted a link to Imgur. It was another or Imgur, or have you say that? It was another blank image. It was another black image with white text that read, Hello, Epiphany is upon you. Your pilgrimage has begun. Enlightenment awaits. Good luck. 3301. And so the game was afoot. Before we begin this year's set of puzzles, however, how about a little real talk we went through the first two years of puzzles in great detail we learned some stuff and hopefully had a few laughs but that's all behind us now and it's time to move on do you really want to go through all of that for a third time these challenges are densely packed with highly technical information about cryptography and computer programming but this is supposed to be simon's light-hearted ghost hunting channel it's not just ghost hunting because ghosts aren't real (laughs) it's like mysteries that's what i wanted to do with decoding the unknown not just like all over people who think ghosts are real but just looking at all the mysteries with a bit of a a skeptical bent you came for ancient aliens and i gave you npr and for that i'm sorry look what i'm trying to say is that this year's puzzles are way too hard for me to understand oh sure it starts off with your usual outguess and book code but then it immediately gets off the rails into a cipher so complicated that it took my favorite maths youtube channel yes i really have one a 10 minute video just to explain what it even is and that doesn't even address how you would go about solving one and the best part of that the participants in this year's puzzle didn't really solve it in any clever or meaningful way the answer may have existed but they just gave up and brute forced it like when they dialed all those phone numbers or like me and my escape game just gave guessing all the numbers on the uh the combination lock. sometimes you know you've made a hard puzzle <laughs> when brute force is actually easier through brute force, a, common, uh, a lot of stuff I don't understand, and of course some more outguess, they finally reached the end of the puzzle. And as usual, after the final answer was submitted, they heard nothing from Cicada right away. The radio silence continued much longer than normal. but eventually, long after the community as a whole gave up waiting, there was a response. While some people claimed to receive a congratulations letter similar to those in 2012 and 2013, nothing to that effect was ever confirmed. Instead, Cicada sent an image of a dump containing 58 pages of runes. These combined with several images from earlier in the 2014 puzzle make up the Liber Primus, which literally translates to first book. From what I can tell, the Liber Primus is something of a manifesto written by Cicada. There are 76 pages total, but the first two are just the title and, uh, the title and a full page to say chapter one, so there are 74 actual pages of text. and These pages look something like this. Oh my god. What is this? Some sort of secret code that everyone's got to decipher? Take a look at that. Jen, throw it up on the screen. It's weird. Is that in focus enough? How's that? It's, uh, for those listening, it just looks like, um, some weird made-up language. Not, like, recognisable, it's not like ABC, it's not that Russian alphabet, it's not Arabic, it's just... It looks like an alien language. Like the sort of, uh, um, script that a TV show would make up to show as an alien's script. All 58 new pages of text are encrypted differently, and in almost eight years since this manuscript was released, only two of these pages have been solved so far, and none since 2014. It's not for a lack of effort either. The community of people interested in Cicada has continuously expanded since the release of this puzzle. Let me give an idea of just how obtuse some of the known solutions are. Complex ciphers generally need a key to solve, some string of characters that is run against the encoded text through a sophisticated algorithm to deliver the unencrypted message. In the previous years, whenever such a key was needed, there was either a strong hint towards it, or the key was given as the reward for completing part of the puzzle. The Libre Primus is different, however. Even for the pages in the early portion of this year's puzzle, having a hint from the key was not necessarily good. Good enough after solving a puzzle it was determined the key for decoding one of the pages was the word circumference except that didn't work the actual key was furfum Ferenfi i've seen how circumference so oh okay every c has been replaced with an f I've seen some unconvincing arguments on how this theoretically could have been deduced, but it feels like one of the participants got very angry and very drunk and just started smashing away at their keyboard. And remember, this is still in the easy portion of the puzzles before Cicada took a 58-page dump on the cryptography community. But is the puzzle even? worth solving everything from the previous years was able to be solved relatively quickly with some teamwork and dedicated effort each journey was only about a month long total these pages have remained unsolved for almost a decade with no signs of progress and i'm of the opinion that that's probably for the best sure it's nice to have closure but allow me to read you a passage from one of the pages in the early part of the 2014 puzzle a warning believe nothing from this book except what you know to be true test the knowledge find your truth experience your death do not edit or change this book or the message contained within either the words or their numbers for all is sacred does the world really need 60 more pages of this yes solving it could earn you a membership into the elite cicada 3301 but that may not be all it's cracked up to be there's no in team But there is one in cicada and according to the two winners of the 2012 puzzle there was a problem these two appear to be universally regarded regarded as credible sources but there's no hard evidence i could find so feel free to remain skeptical if you choose these two were marcus Wanner and another who simply went by the name of technologi if it isn't clear from that username he and marcus were both teenagers at the time and in fact it worked together in a group of about 12 people on the puzzles from what they described the prize for completing the challenge bit was a bit underwhelming oh no they are gonna loss on us aren't they they're gonna do the lost thing where it's like look at this great mystery what's the prize uh it's a bit what was the other one we did the other day the pink floyd one where it was like the prize was probably just some planted trees in the middle of a forest that you don't actually get and it's like disappointing although after this build-up i mean how great is it gonna have to be to actually satisfy it's going to be like yeah yeah yeah. at the end they make you president and even then i'll be like uh, okay they make you president of the illuminati okay chief executive of google they were invited to a website on the dark web and each given a login and password the site featured a chat room of about 20 people an instant message feature and a message board of some of the groups and projects and ideals the members of this room were mostly new recruits with a few veterans there for guidance the project that the group decided to work on was a dead man switch a way to encrypt information and release it publicly in the event of the death or imprisonment of the individuals keeping of the individual keeping that information safe they called it the cicada anonymous key escort gross system or cakes for short to be fair to be fair it's not a bad goal especially for those living in countries where journalists are prone to disappearing or being arrested for treason having a dead man switch like this could be a valuable asset but there's just one problem cicada had encouraged individualism and individual talent disparaging those who worked as a team while the accounts we have from the two people who did make it while being a part of a team this may have been the exception rather than the rule the recruits were not properly accustomed to working as a team they were trying to undertake a massive unprecedented project and spend their time either arguing or working on it individually In o- it only took about two weeks for technology to stop logging into the cicada board i just got bored he said i had a job i was working at a startup and of course that requires focus also the puzzle solving was over And I was, what, 16? Short attention span. It's just the puzzle solving is over, so I said, screw this, I'm out. He was not alone, and the chat room's numbers did not take long to diminish. Wait, what's so special about... I know it's just because I don't get it, but what's so special about a dead man switch that journalists can use that if he doesn't, you know, if he's killed, or she, if he or she's killed or goes to prison, then that information gets released? Why is that so complicated to obtain? Just, like, get an encryption program and say, yo, this automatically decrypts at no point before 30 days um and it remain or it remains in and it gets broadcast it gets mailed out to wherever like say it's I okay, i'm beginning to see the problem because if the file is just located somewhere but then the crypt the cryptography file would create it somewhere so you could put it on that like bot blick blockchain so it's like shared between all sorts of people or just have multiple copies of it everywhere and like uh, if that person doesn't enter the passcode every 30 days or whatever then it's mailed out to all of these news organizations. Um, what's so complicated about that? Why am I missing? I get I must be missing something. <laughs> But what of Marcus and those that remained? They stayed hard at work on cakes, working individually and sharing notes. Veteran members members of Cicada would drop in and share their notes and comments on the project, but that wasn't enough. The high of having been accepted into this great organization had faded, and now all that was left was working in solitude. A mountain of time-consuming work assigned to a bunch of high school teenagers that felt that they had more important things to do than change the world. Actually, I have no idea if they were all teenagers or not, but either way, it's hard to fault them for dropping off. They were given no real information about the organization they were supposed to be part of even after almost a year spent on cakes marcus knew little more than when he started and of course this is all just work being done and shared on the dark web amongst like-minded individuals there's no time clock or anything i would absolutely love to work 80 to 100 hour weeks on something that could change humanity for the better but if i'm doing that for free maybe i should be working for big pharma yeah it's it's like these guys are not getting paid are they getting paid you didn't really mention that it's just like hey you got into this elite group so you're obviously incredibly skilled and probably work anywhere you like probably at a spy agency given your special skills um and we're not we're just not going to pay you very well we're just not going to pay you you get to work on cakes this thing for journalists for free and it's really hard and you're enormously skilled (laughs) i don't know it's just not super i don't know these kids need money they need money they gotta earn you know they gotta earn money for food by the end of 2012 marcus was the only person left working on cakes and it hit a dead end he appealed to the veteran cicada members in the chat to recruit new members to him to help finish the project this was the end of 2012 and the second series of elaborate puzzles began on the anniversary of the first so i don't think his cries for help had anything to do with it marcus had joined cicada to work with others and broaden his horizons and of course do something groundbreaking something that would change the world instead he was quickly left with nothing but more isolation he was a homeschooled child and i imagine this felt like more of the same. His elders left him alone with a pile of work and no one to talk to or collaborate with. After 2013 puzzles were concluded, the dark web chat room remained a ghost town. Maybe none of the new applicants had fully passed Cicada's test, maybe they were, they were assigned to different projects, or maybe the authorities had infiltrated the organization everything was going to come crashing down. Why would they invade the organ? These guys aren't doing anything criminal. They're just a bunch of super-skilled people who solved puzzles going into a room to talk to each other. Why would the authorities want to shut this down? If anything, I mean, maybe the authorities of some, like, totalitarian government who wants its journalists to shut the f- up. But that doesn't seem very likely. Marcus had no way to know amidst the radio silence, but then in March of 2013, he received a message from someone else who had been a member of the project the previous year. Four simple words. We've been laid off. When Marcus went back to the Dark Web Forum, it was gone. Once again, f- move. Much like Technology and Wanner did some interviews and talked about their experiences with Cicada, so did one of the 2013 winners, a Canadian who went by the name Knox Papuli. Knox did an interview with the magazine The Face, which is a British fashion magazine. Aha! Uh-huh. Simon, help me out here. I can't tell if it's supposed to be like Vogue or Rolling Stone, the latter of which had whom had run interviews with the previous winners i've no idea i've never heard of it knox's experience was much different than our previous winners he received an invitation from cicada and waited to join a group to work on a project they were assigned to but nothing ever came had they thrown in the towel well we know now that that's not the case because they released the puzzle in 2014. But that doesn't mean they didn't take a hiatus this was taking place in 2013 which was the same year as the edward snowden leaks these links made everyone in cryptography real scared real fast suddenly their efforts had to be spent searching everything for backdoors and nsa surveillance rather than doing any actual work combine that with the failure of the first year's project to produce results and it makes sense that they may have wanted to take a step back for a bit and regroup still Knox's story is the last credible piece of information that we have regarding cicada and their inner workings cicada 3301 post 2014. so where are they now what had cicada been up to since they released the puzzle in 2014 the internet again waited in anticipation in january 2015 but no puzzles came perhaps with previous puzzles still solved they felt there was no need perhaps they got bored as the winners of their puzzles have become we don't really know what they were up to there was only a single message from cicada in all of 2015. in july uh, Planned plans parented was hacked and personal data of hundreds of thousands of employees was stolen the anti-abortion group that claimed responsibility for this attack went by the name 3301. no that was not the message from cicada that year cicada's twitter account quickly linked to a pgp uh, uh, signed message stating that they were in no way tied with the attack or any illegal activities and that they did not contain the use of their name number or symbolism after the very bold decision to state that terrorism is bad there was more silence i mean they do need to defend themselves though because if someone was like <laughs> if there was some guy called simon whistler doing terrorism i'd be like yo just to be absolutely clear that guy is not me <laughs> so yeah january of 2016 came again and there was still no new puzzle this time however there was a message on january the 5th cicada's twitter posted a link to their standard white text on black background image with the following text hello the path lies empty epiphany seeks the devoted Libra primus is the way its words are the map their meaning is the road and their numbers are the direction seek and you will be found good luck 3301. So they're kind of like, yo guys, I gave you this big 68 page book to decode that I worked really hard on. Get on it! (laughs) This message was both an indication that they were still waiting for people to finish decrypting the Liber Primus as well as an instruction for people to stop f***ing around with all the copycat puzzles out there. It was nice to know that they were still watching and waiting, but a hint of some sort would have been nice. It had been years and no one had solved the puzzle yet, but no hints would ever come. The final communication from Cicada came over a year later, in April 2017, and it simply repeated to beware false paths. So super helpful. Cicada is very patient. It's like, yeah, no, no, we'll just wait a year. It's no rush. We're in no rush. We we, we need patient people. Who is Cicada 3301? There have been a lot of puzzles and mysterious goings on in this episode. But finally, we reach the ultimate question. Who exactly is Cicada? The accidental revelation that their vps was being hosted by linode was the closest thing to a solid lead we ever got but it yielded nothing that side quest went absolutely nowhere which is quite something Still, there are a lot of theories. While we know now that the winners of the puzzles don't have the answer to that question, Technology had the most to share on this matter. Given the skill and organization required to set up these hunts, particularly the precision with which everything had to be time-stamped in order to work, it felt he felt it unlikely this was just a random group of cryptography enthusiasts chilling in their mum's basements. It was far too professional for that. But he also gives the sense that they wanted to make it seem like they were this network of people that had infiltrated, if that's the right word, various private and public organizations, Tech said, uh, specifically mentioning publisher Condé Nast, a global media company worth 1.8 billion dollars. Wait, what's Condé Nast got to do with this? When he asked permission to write about his journey during the test, he was told to hold on because they had someone at Wired that could get the article published. The teen was neither interested in waiting nor being in Wired, so he went ahead and put it on the internet himself anyway. But it does raise the question of how liberally they were using the term infiltrated. Could they get this published because the Condé Nast CEO was a member of Cicada, or because one of the members was a staff writer at Wired and they could try to talk his editor into letting him run the story? Were I a member of cicada would they have claimed to have infiltrated youtube since i'm not since i'm now writing scripts for simon i'm inclined to think that yes they would overall tech felt the entire experience was weird and a bit creepy with a lot of cult-like vibes <laughs> it's a, I don't know it's like i'm not disappointed i mean because it's still a mystery i think if we knew and it's like yeah it was just like a group of super smart people who got together to play some games and uh, I wouldn't be disappointed. I, I guess it's what I expect. Um, it's fine. I kind of like that the mystery's still there. I kind of like it being unknown, even though this show is called Decoding the Unknown, because I get the feeling I'll be disappointed. I don't know, whatever tech also described the darknet forum itself the writing was very informal with spelling and grammatical errors so it's unlikely that this was the secret base of operations for the nsa cia or gchq it was too meticulous to be a bunch of random nerds having a laugh but too slovenly to be a major government organization after being asked about it in an interview tech also disputed the notion this could be any sort of secret cyber terrorist group yeah i mean (laughs) the one thing that we know they were working on was something that seems like a really good idea uh, unless you're an authoritarian regime there was really nothing ever said to the tune of disruption or virus creation or whatever he said all of it was like oh yeah we're going to release some public open source software we've hypothetically ruled out trolls government organizations and terrorists or other malicious actors so who's left one idea that people keep bringing up is that it's some shadowy organization like the freemasons Ugh. Uh yeah, It's certainly possible that it's an organization like the Freemasons, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not actually them. Once upon a time, perhaps the Freemasons did run the world, but now there are literally radio commercials directing you to a website to join the Masons. My brother was walking out of the supermarket and one of the Shriners, a subset of the Masons, said, Hey there! You're a white male aged 18 to 55. Have you ever thought about becoming a Freemason? I don't know anything about the Freemasons. I didn't know they only had white people from ages 18 to 55 or is that just who they attract i don't think a single organization would be so lax in its recruitment on one hand also supremely super secretive and selective on the other maybe that's just what they want me to think if so well played but i'm not buying it yeah it seems super unlikely another theory is it's all just an augmented reality game that goes completely contrary to the testimonies of the winners but they could have been in on it from the beginning then they they may have been plants to help. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm skeptical. They may have been plants to help guide the competitors to the solutions like a game master in an escape room. Wait, there are game masters in escape rooms? In escape rooms, I've just normally put in the room and then they tell you, like, escape from the room. And you're like, okay. I guess you can ask for help. They give you, like, three clues or whatever. Um, but I don't like using the clues. But for the third year they decided to remove the training wheels and have people have a go at it on their own. This is a theory, but it doesn't really seem to hold much water. Notably, and rather bewilderingly, given how disappointing the exercise of winning seemed to be the first time, Marcus Werner can still be can still be seen toiling away. In an attempt to solve Libra primus the only this only makes sense if he were not a plant which would also mean his experience in cicada was genuine which would mean that it's not just an augmented reality game more importantly were it a game that had gone on this long surely by now the creators would have attempted to monetize it in some way i'll leave it to you the listener and also to simon to come to your own conclusion because i don't really have one i think i've kind of expounded on my ideas and thoughts about this as we've gone through so uh i think you guys know where i stand on this if there was i I don't think it's any of these i don't think it's the freemasons i don't think it's a game i think it's probably just like a group of smart people trying to filter other smart people to join their smart people club and maybe do something good pre what's it called occam's razor possibly if there's any evidence pointing towards who could possibly be behind or even involved with cicada then i don't think that this month at the time of writing would have marked the 10-year anniversary of the very first puzzle The only recurring thought I had during all of this research was, damn, this sounds exactly like the sort of that Elon Musk would do and then immediately get bored with. That's legit though. That is legit. I feel that I feel that's true. The man sold and manufactured flamethrowers on a whim, there's no telling what he'd get up to next.
0: Bonus fact.
1: Remember halfway through the episode when I did that fun little trick using statistical averages to try and assert that Americans are under less surveillance than most other countries? It turns out that you can bigotry statistics while omitting important information to support any claim you want. Yes, statistics are amazing for that. You can use them to lie about all sorts of stuff while still kind of telling the truth. For example, we know that the United States is one of the worldwide capitals of gun violence. After all, we have 120 civilian-owned guns for every 100 people, which is also roughly the population per square mile. But what about… I don't know. Prague, Czech Republic. It has 12.5 guns per 100 people. And Prague has 12,000 residents per square mile. That means there are currently 1,500 civilians packing heat per square mile of Prague. I hope you sleep well tonight, Simon. Yeah, there are. The gun culture's... I mean, it's interesting. I believe, other than the United States, the gun culture... The the gun laws in the Czech Republic are some of the most liberal in the world. Like, you can go get a gun license and you can buy, like, a gun. Like, a proper, uh, um i don't know like a handgun i don't think you can buy automatic weapons i think you might be able to buy semi-automatic weapons um yeah you can definitely buy semi-automatic weapons of course that's a regular gun just you don't have to reload it each time but it's super liberal here um but there's also not really any gun violence like no one's there's very occasionally someone gets shot but it's super rare um but there's lots of guns that's for sure just no one's using them to kill each other i don't know what they use them for they shoot at ranges and stuff i like shooting guns it's, uh, it's relaxing, but um, I don't, just don't shoot people, <laughs> obviously. This has been a very long episode of Decoding the Unknown. My voice is a little bit hoarse. I do hope you enjoyed it. You enjoy these long ones. Don't tell me in the comments, because Kevin will read it and be like, "Ah, more long ones, we'll do more long ones. Uh, No, seriously, if you did like it, that's great. Um, Please leave a like if you're listening as a podcast. uh, Subscribe, leave a review. These ones are a beast to make. Not just for me to read, I probably have the easiest part. The writing, the editing, all of that stuff, thanks to Kevin and Jen on this episode. uh, It's it's a beast. A five-star review makes everyone happy, which is nice. Thank you for watching or listening. I'm going to go have a drink of water.